name's Sean Beatty, and this is my podcast. This is Christianity for the rest of us. We're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, and let's get into it. Hey, how's everyone doing? Thanks for joining us again. And I've, like I said in a previous podcast, I've given up saying what day it is because we're recording these all in advance and I keep screwing it up and I'll be like, it's day five and it's actually day seven for you. So I don't know what day it is for you, but uh, I am here in the podcast studio at Clovis Hills. I got a, we got a full house here today. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Marlena joined me and my wife Kelly is in here. So I, say hi, Kelly. Oh, I thought you were going to say Whoop. hi, Kelly. Um, <laughs> she's just kind of sitting back in the background. And uh, we have a guest here today because I think this one is fascinating. Uh, it's Millie. Millie, how do you say your last name? Meniz. Meniz. Okay. Millie Meniz. And Millie, I- I'd love to get into her backstory, but I don't think we have time because it's just a 15-minute podcast. So maybe when I do, I'm going to do this podcast after 21 days, I won't do it daily though because I'll die. I can't make that much content. Um, I'll do a weekly one. It'll be a little longer. I'd like to have you back on because I think you have you have a, you have a great story. Oh yeah, for sure. And Millie is short for Milagro. Yes, Milagro. Milagro yes, which means miracle in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Obviously, you grew up in Latin America. Yes, my mom's from El Salvador, and my dad was a missionary in El Salvador, but they met in LA. There you go. Okay, yeah, and see, that's a great story. Maybe it's we'll just bring your great. dad on, too. Yeah, that would be yeah. really cool. So that's the teaser. Yeah, her, her dad's a bishop with the Anglican Church. So anyways, yes. Millie goes here to Clovis Hills, and um, she is a RN. She's a registered nurse, a first responder. She works for Heinz Hospice, right? That's right. How long have you been doing that? Just a month. I'm very new. Oh, you're brand new in this. And how long have you been a nurse, though? About five years. Now. Five years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to step a little closer to the mic because you are very soft-spoken. I will do my best. There we go. There you are. Use okay. your big girl voice. Okay. Yeah, Marlena's standing 27 feet from the mic. And we still hear her just as loud as you. So um, so we were talking about prayer for people, for praying for other people and, and how you pray when you're in some of pe- some people's worst moments, mm. right? Like right now in your job, you're with people as they're dying. You're with families as they're dying. Uh, it, you know, you lead, we have a growth group here at Clovis Hills, a new group for first responders, right? Mm-hmm. And you talked, you were talking to me about just how um, as first responders, you're there in people's worst moments. And how do you pray for people in those? So maybe maybe talk a little bit bit about that. Wax on that and maybe give us some, some experience. Sure. So as a first responder, I get the blessing of being with people, but that means I'm with people in the highest highs and the lowest lows. Yeah. So as a hospice nurse, I'm entering into sacred space wow. with people mm-hmm. as they are entering the dying process and really reflecting on their life. And... The reason for hospice is to really allow the best time that they have, Mm -hmm. not to hasten death. I think a lot of people have a misperception of that, but to allow people to be comfortable and have the space to reflect on their life. And so during that time, a lot of things come up, a lot Uh of things about suffering, a lot of things about where's God. Like they'll talk to you about that? Yeah. These are just questions that come up and... 
I'm only the nurse. Like I'm not the chaplain or the social worker. And wow. but you are the church. I yeah. am. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you are. And so it's really hard questions to deal with. And I think as a Christian first responder, if you haven't thought those things through for yourself, it's hard to be like able to give an answer uh-huh. to that. Hmm. And so what I tell people a lot is that God is good. Even in the midst of really hard times, mm. his character never changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe God doesn't take away this illness. Maybe he doesn't take away this process. But what he won't do is he won't leave you. Wow. I love that one of God's names is Emmanuel, meaning mm-hmm. God with us. That even in the hardest days that he's never going to forsake you. And that is more merciful at yeah. times than to just have a miracle and have you walk. Cause then I don't think you're really drawing closer to God in those moments. Wow. So, wow. so let, let's talk about that. So when you're in those moments with those people and you're seeing people pass, mm-hmm. right? Like wh- how do you pray? Mm-hmm. Like how, how would someone pray if they get stuck in that moment? Yeah, I think, sorry, not stuck. <laughs> They're put in that moment. Right. Because it, it, it can be a beautiful... I've been in that those moments too, and it's, yeah. it can be very beautiful, especially if that person has a faith in Jesus. Yes. I would say that makes the most difference in the world. If you have a faith you know, in believing God, you entering that space, those last moments, isn't scary. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a welcoming home wow. compared to people that don't know what awaits them on the other side. They yeah. are, you know thrashing, trying to figure out what's going to happen. That's the difference mm. between my mother and my father. Oh, really? Mm. When my mom passed, it was very peaceful. It was like, wow. It was mm. like a holy moment. And when my dad passed, you just see it in his eyes. Like fear, what's going to happen? Like I'll never forget the look in his eyes as he was passing. It, was, it you know, it's probably why I'm such an evangelist. Mm. Because that was a person that my father did not know his end destination and he was not sure of it. And you know, that's a scary thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And we, you know, as Christians on this side, we Mm -hmm. like pray that, you know, Jesus is merciful and that those who know him like are received into his, you know, into his fold in heaven. But for those that are like unsure or unwavering, like that can be a really scary, scary moment to be with people. And so, I just say, like, to people as they're entering to scary moments, like, well, being a Christian makes the most difference in my life, and knowing Jesus makes the biggest difference, Mm -hmm. and I know that this is scary, and I know that this is hard, but if you know Jesus, call upon him, because he will bring you that comfort, he will bring you that rest that you're looking for, and that peace that surpasses all understanding. So then, so someone that's in in that situation where they're there with someone who's dying, or or just you're there when someone gets hurt or something really bad happens, like what what would you pray? Mm-hmm. I think my first inclination is just to invite the Holy Spirit into that space, so uh-huh. that him, so let God be God. Yeah, let God mm. be God. I don't think I'm always quick to pray for a miracle, uh-huh. even though I am a miracle. I know miracles exist. Yeah. I don't think that it's always the right timing 
Mm-hmm. You know, I can't determine the right time for a miracle. And God's going to do what he's going to do no matter hey, no right. matter what. And so I'm just kind of praying, like, Lord, come into this space. May your presence be known. And will you bring your peace? Uh-huh. I think that's the greatest mercy I can kind of provide. Okay, no, that's good. It's just a simple prayer, like, Holy Spirit, please come in the room. Take mm-hmm. over this room. Comfort them. Um, I love the concept that you just talked about. Like, you don't always pray for a miracle because sometimes, like, a healing is actually a downgrade. Mm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Like, sometimes we think of it As selfishly. Yeah. But, you know, if someone is suffering or they're ready to go and you're asking God to heal them, um, A, it, there's an appointed time for everyone to go. So, one, you may be doing it in vain. I don't care how much authority you think you have in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. God has determined our days, right? Mm-hmm. So so some of it is praying for comfort and ushering the people around them mm-hmm. through the death process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for those that are ready to go, they just want to know that their family is going to be taken care of for the most part. And mm-hmm. so when you even just have prayers of like, Lord, be with us as we mourn you know, this yeah. death. Will you be our comfort so that they know that um, they're going to be taken care of and that life will continue on even at their passing. I think giving people that permission to -hmm. let go and say Mm -hmm. that, hey, life will continue and life will still thrive and we'll just see you on the other side, I think is very comforting. I, um, a couple times now, the very first time it freaked me out. I went into a hospice situation and I didn't know it. Yeah, they don't really teach you what to do in seminary. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's true. Th- there's just not right. There's not words Ugh. that you can do. So I was just praying over this guy. He, he was dying of cancer, a young man. Mm-hmm. And I, and I knew he was ready to go and they didn't know why he was still hanging on. Mom, dad, sister, all, family all said that. And I put my hand on his head and I just said, Hey, and I said his name and I said, father, I just asked, I re- we would just release his spirit to you in Jesus' name, and we pray that you would take him. And then I said his name, and I said, it's okay to go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. And I said, amen. And I kind of hugged all of them, you know? And then the sister was holding his hand, and she went, oh, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a precious, I mean, you would think that's an awful moment for a family, but it was beautiful. Right. And they all were kind of crying tears of joy almost, like mm-hmm. that God gave them that. Right. Wow. That right. they got to see that happen. Yeah, that happens more often than you think. Giving yeah. that permission to go is kind of like the last thing that people need before they do go. And that, you know, sometimes some people want to die alone. So as soon as you leave the room, it mm-hmm. just kind of depends from person to person. But I think it's so important for families to... <laughs> That's probably me. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little price. I'm gonna do this myself, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Go on my own time. That's totally me. And Um, so it just it just depends on each family, but yeah, giving that permission is so so helpful for everyone, for everyone involved. So I I think what we're trying to tell you guys is when you are praying and you're praying for the sick and you're praying for the dying, um, in, in your especially in your quiet time, it's okay to pray every day for a miracle that God will step in. Um, but pray that it is for his glory, mm-hmm. not just yeah. so that we can be like, wow, because a lot of times I, I think God passes on the miracle because we'll take the glory for it. 
Mm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Come oh, on. Sean prayed over him and he wow. healed him. Or and God healed him. But Sean was the one that God used. And, do you know what I mean? And that's not what God's... It, it's, we're here to promote Jesus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you just pray that God would heal him so that it would further Jesus's name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when you're with people in those moments, right, there are no right words. So let your words be few. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. am, am I giving good advice here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good. I agree. I wow. agree. Be simple, be honest, mm. and just, yeah, giving people that permission to go. But I think there's something also unique in praying for the miracle and having faith that it will happen, mm-hmm. but also allowing for God's will to be done. Wow. Not to impose your own will onto the situation, mm. but he's in control. He's going to do what he's going to do and have faith faith that in God's goodness, like his will is the best thing that can happen for yes. everyone. Yes. That's good. Wow. So I, I've got a couple of minutes left. So working in this field as a first responder, mm-hmm. have you seen the miraculous? I've experienced it for myself uh-huh. in that when I was born, I was born with a collapsed lung and pneumonia and wasn't breathing on my own. In El Salvador? In in San Diego. Okay, in San Diego. Okay. <laughs> Great city. Well, that's good. That's better than El Salvador. Um, so, yeah, in a modern, like, facility where mm-hmm. things like this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And um, they were going to do emergency surgery to manually inflate my lung, which is excruciatingly painful. Mm-hmm. And my dad was both praying that I go peacefully because he's seen this before as a chaplain. He's seen babies born like this. He's like, oh. This is not good. Yeah. But then also praying for a miracle for my namesake, mm-hmm. Milagro, that he will be glorified in this moment and that, you know, his will be done. And that's that's all that it really takes. And then I started crying. I started breathing. Color started to return. And the doctor was kind of like, what did you do? <laughs> wow. He's like, I was just praying. And um, so even my own life, yeah. Like, I know that God has saved me for a reason, and, and just trusting in that. And, and that's a moment doctors can't document. Right. Yes. They can't write a paper on that. No. Nope. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is why this happens more often than people think. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you can have a peer-reviewed paper on that, you know, oh, the missionary prayed over his dying baby and it lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. like, how do you prove that? But... Yeah, and I think it happens more often than we like to attribute. A lot of times, like, patient comes in with a terminal diagnosis, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that mass stop, stopped growing. I think we have another miracle in the room wow. with Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Um, and so things like that happen all the time, but people, science doesn't know what to do with that. Yeah. They don't know how them. to document it. Yeah. They don't know how to explain it. And even the, that doctor that was a part of my mom's, like, birthing, he w- had the audacity to say, like, oh, isn't it amazing what science can do? <laughs> and my dad's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's Nothing. amazing what God can do, and he's going to get the glory for this, yeah. not you. And That's so, cool. Hence wow. your name. Yes. Milagro. I was named mm. beforehand, so I just... Like it's very prophetic. It was. Wow. That is really cool. It is the prophetic. Well, I want to thank you for being on the, um, this podcast. Yeah. And I think I want to end it just by praying. Yeah. And if you're out there listening and you're going through something really difficult, um, the loss mm. of someone or yes. something like that, I wanna, we want to pray for you. 
Um, I want to pray for those of you that are listening that God would also, you may not be going through any of that, but at some point in your life, we all face death. We, we have loved ones that, that will die, all yes. of those things. I'm going to pray that God makes you brave mm-hmm. and you'd be willing to, to stand in those situations and be the person of faith and be the person that prays and feel awkward like you're not praying the right thing. You mm, don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, trust me, we pastors, <laughs> yeah. we feel the same way. I'm doing a funeral tomorrow for a, a woman and her baby that, mm-hmm. that died. Wow. I don't know what to say. Wow. I'm going to go in and awkwardly fumble through it and trust that, that God is moving. So we're yeah. going to, I'm going to pray for you guys and then Come we'll on. close it out. So Father, um, I thank you that there are miracles in this world. Yeah. That one is standing next to me. One is standing across the room from me. Um, But Father, I just pray for those that are listening right now that need a miracle in their life. Lord, I just ask that you would step in and it would be to your glory. That it would, that people that saw it would only know Jesus is Lord. Yes. Um, Not that someone had a lot of faith or someone said an eloquent prayer. They would know that Jesus is Lord. Um, Father, I pray for everyone listening right now that um, as they're going going to go about their day, Father, make us bold that we, even though we're afraid, we would step into those situations when our family needs us, when loved ones need us, when friends need us, mm. and we'd be willing to, to pray. We'd be willing to spiritually lead through something we're yes. not equipped to do, yes, and um, we would trust you. So we thank you, and we love you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. All right. Well, hey, thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.